Ladies and gentlemen, he thinks, he writes, he speaks his mind with you in mind, even though some people think he's out of his mind. You're going to like Daryl on Mike. My father died a few months ago, and while it was a sad time, it was also a happy time, too, in that it gave us a, a bit of time uh, for my siblings and I to sit back, pause, and uh, remember some good times with my dad. As I was driving up uh, Interstate 95 north to uh, suburban Philadelphia prior to the funeral, uh, a strange thought came to my mind. My sister had uh, sent us an email about the funeral and mentioned that uh, her pastor, the pastor from her church, would uh, be doing the speaking. And I remembered the Seinfeld show where at the beginning he commented that most people feared public speaking more than they feared death. And he said, geez, that means at a funeral most people would rather be in the casket than to actually be standing up in front of everyone and saying a few words on behalf of the deceased. But at that moment, a question popped into my head, and it was, Hey, what if the pastor asks if uh, anyone wants to say a few words before he talks? And I answered back in my head, well, that's okay. I have the showbiz bug in me. I like standing up, speaking to people. I've been a disc jockey, acted in plays, trained classes in corporate America. Don't have a problem with that. But not to be thwarted, my other self came back with another question. Oh, yeah? Well, what are you going to say about him? To which I came back with, hmm, that's a good question. But even then, an idea popped into my head as I continued my journey up to suburban Philadelphia. And so the day of the funeral came. We greeted the folks that uh, had stopped by to give their respects to Dad. We all sat down, and behold, the pastor introduced himself and uh, his relation to our family, being the pastor of the church that my sister goes to. He looked, paused, and said those words. Say, would anybody else care to share before I talk about Joe? And by golly, I thought I was in an episode of the Twilight Zone. I thought, this is my chance. I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I didn't want to be seem to be too anxious to speak, though, so I, I waited a few seconds. I could go second or third if I needed to. But nobody got up. Nobody raised their hands. I thought, you've got to be kidding me. The family where you can't get a word in edgewise at dinner, and now nobody wants to talk. So quickly, I shoot my hand up, and the pastor almost missed me. He was getting ready to talk. So then everybody kind of paused, and he said, oh, okay, come on up. So I come up, and I look at the crowd, and they had this look on their face sort of like, oh, gee, we thought we were just going to get away with listening to the pastor talk, and that's probably long enough, but now a family member's going to speak, and uh, oh, boy, I, you know, I, I hope this doesn't get too long. So I smiled, and I said, 
I only have about 45 minutes worth of material that I would like to share about Dad. And nobody smiled, nobody laughed, nobody said anything. So I smiled and said, don't worry, I'm only kidding. And nobody laughed, and nobody smiled, and nobody said anything. So I plowed on, and I said, my father was not a perfect man. Dead silence. Nobody was moving. I followed it with my second sentence, but he sure tried to be. At that moment, it was like the Red Sea parted. Everybody sat back, relaxed, had a look on their face like, okay, we're going to be okay. This, this is okay. This will work. And I followed with a story. Mom and Dad like to take us out for rides on Sunday. And on a particular Sunday, we found ourselves in Dorney Park, an amusement park in Allentown, PA. Now, this was the time before you had the one big price get you into the park and you can ride the rides as much as you want. This was the time where you could actually walk in the park you know, buy refreshments, and sort of pay as you go uh, for riding rides. Now, the way you did that was there was a ticket booth specifically for rides. You bought a bunch of tickets, and then depending on the type of ride it was, you gave a certain amount of tickets uh, to the to the guy that uh, put folks on the ride. You could go. I thought to myself, well, we've you know we've got four kids. And my brother wasn't with us yet. And I thought, boy, there's just no way dad's going to be able to afford, you know, buy ride tickets. But that was okay. I thought, hey, it's still fun to be in an amusement park. Nice day. I knew we'd end up having some refreshments, could sit around, watch people, and have a good time. But all of a sudden, I saw dad walking over to that ticket booth. And before we knew it, he was back with a whole bunch of ride tickets. We were stunned. We looked at him and he said, gee, I wish somebody had bought me $20 worth of ride tickets when I was a kid. And I thought, 20 bucks? That was a whole lot of money back then. And it bought a whole lot of tickets. And then it hit me. And I think it hit my siblings as well. Dad bought those tickets for us precisely because no one had ever bought tickets like that for him when he was young. He wanted us to have things as kids that he wasn't able to have when he was younger. And that's why my dad was a saint to me. I walked back to my seat and I felt good. Good for dad, good for myself. I'd been able to share something of value that he'd given to us. But I also felt good for another reason. I had followed my gut instinct from the time the thought of speaking occurred to me on I-95 until the idea came of what I would say, until I fleshed it out, until I got my hand up just in the nick of time, until I plowed through a somewhat rocky beginning, until I finished, I followed my gut. 
I once read a book that called following your gut, giving expression to the impression. You know, that bell or that little thought that comes into your head. The author even said that if you practiced doing it once, the impression would be easier to hear and easier to do the second time and the third time and times after. But he also warned if you didn't follow that impression the first time, it would be a little bit harder the second and third time. And if you didn't do it then, well, you, you risked that, that you could lose ever getting any kind of gut instinct or impression coming into your head again. My thought at the time I got mine was that it's better to follow your gut and fall on your face than not to have ideas pop into your head. And the reality is I didn't fall on my face. A lot of folks came up to me and complimented me and thanked me for what I said. It, it resonated. They received something they would not have received if I had just sat in my chair. Was it perfect? No way. But that's life. Nothing is perfect, and it doesn't have to be sometimes to work. Unless it's immoral, illegal, or unethical, I recommend you always try to follow your gut. Try to give expression to that impression, to that idea that pops into your head. You will be embarking on a new exciting adventure in life and helping the folks around you become better people when you do. Thanks so much for listening. Did you like the show? Have a show suggestion? Daryl's eager to hear from you. At least that's what he's telling us. Email anytime at Daryl on Mike at gmail.com.